0: Well, some of the
1: crowd on the the on the pitch. This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. I have a special guest with me. Me. Yes. Really? Long time no here. Josh is in the house. Played in a showcase this weekend in South Carolina. Two goals uh, in yesterday's game. So, great way for the team and for you to finish the season. Big win for you guys yesterday. Yep. All right. So, just like your season is over, the Premier League season is over. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, I know you're going to be sick of hearing this, but Manchester City won the title. At least it wasn't Liverpool or Arsenal. Yes, you are a Manchester United fan. Um... So uh, let's look at back real quick at Man City's title-winning, record-breaking season. Thirty-two wins is a record. It's
0: pretty so, impressive. So. I think only
1: two losses. So yeah, it's yeah.
0: Pretty impressive yep.
1: season. Um, along with those thirty-two wins,
0: one hundred points. That's very earned. Crazy. That's a record. Um, That's only time. Apparently, teams made it in a triple digits.
1: Yeah, 100 points is, is no joke. Um, 106 goals is a record. 18 consecutive wins, also a record. So mm-hmm. almost half a season um, just with consecutive wins. Straight wins, yep, yep. Um, a 19 point gap between Man City and the second place team, Manchester United. So that 19-point gap is also a record. Um, 16 away wins. So 16 out of the 19 away games won. That's a record. A plus 79 goal differential. Also a record. That's a lot of goals. Yep. A lot of teams beaten by a lot of goals with Man City. Um, <clears throat> we mentioned a 100-point season um, for them. And you said uh, first ever Premier League team to do that. Um, There's only three other teams in history that have done it, uh, at least in Europe. Um, Real Madrid did it in the 2011-2012 season. The season following that, Barcelona did it. And then the season following that, Juventus did it. And now we've got City. So only four teams. Um, And we've posted a lot of this stuff on our Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account too, so check it out. Alright, since we're sort of in the stats zone, let's talk about some other stats leaders. Uh, The Golden Boot. So, award for most goals went to none other than Mo Salah. 32 Premier League goals scored. That is a new record. Beat it by one. Previous record was 31 goals. Mo got his 32nd goal uh,
0: on Sunday. Yep. And so he stands alone. Yeah, he had an amazing season. Heck of a season for him. Brilliant. And also, just a little <laughs> stat, uh, he was the first player in FPL history to get above 300 points. Yeah,
1: he killed it there, too. Um, most clean sheets, the Golden Glove Award, goes to David De Gea. 18 clean sheets. That's solid. And, of course, he has his, not only himself to thank, but, of course, his defense to thank as well. Yep. Uh, The most assists, this is a new award, it's called the Playmaker Award, goes to Kevin De Bruyne with 16 assists. So, of those 106 goals, De Bruyne assisted 16 of them, and of course he also had some himself. So, involved in a lot of goals for that team. Some other interesting stats. Salah is one of five Premier League players to have scored against 17 different teams in a single season. He uh, joins Andy Cole, Alan Shearer, Ian Wright, and Robin van Persie. So he scored uh, against all but two other Premier League teams. <clears throat> Harry Kane, <clears throat> excuse me, Harry Kane scored thirty-seven Premier League goals in two thousand seventeen. That's the most by a player in a single calendar year. So, from January 1st, 2017 till the 31st of December, Kane had 37 goals. Uh, Jamie Vardy is the first player to ever score against Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man U, and Spurs in the same season. So, clearly Vardy can score big goals in big games, unlike Lukaku, who does pretty much the The opposite. Um, Salah became the third player in Liverpool history to score 40 or more goals in all comps in a single season. And, of course, he still has the Champions League final left to go. Arsene Wenger, as much as we don't love him, uh, he, he has earned some respect. Uh, he ended his Premier League career with Arsenal by winning his at winning at his 48th different ground. So that's more than any other manager in the Premier League. Um, Bangor has also managed the most Premier League matches. 828 Premier League matches managed, uh, which is 18 more than Sir Alex. That's a lot. Who, of course, we hope continues to get uh, better and better. That is a lot. All right. Let's talk fantasy Premier League. All right. First off, we want to congratulate the winner... And the top 10 um, in our league. And we're going to go ahead and list those teams off. The top team, number one team with 2,433 points is CRRM. And the manager of that team is Deniar Tatashev. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, Again, that team name is CRRM. 2,433 points, which is 69 points more than the second-place team. So we'll go second through tenth. Second-place team is Redders. Third, Dark Horse. Fourth, Sané's got Panache. Fifth, Jesus, Jesus, or Jesus United. We are still uncertain. So if, uh, if the manager of that team... Listen to this podcast. Please let us know which uh, which pronunciation you prefer. Number the sixth place team is Sesk in the city. Seventh place is Nasser's eleven. N- eighth place is Uh <laughs> Last name is Beal B E A L E. Ninth place Southern's sidekick. So I wonder if that's somehow in relation to Mark Southern, who is the FPL scout. Um, and then tenth place. Carambit FC. So congratulations to you guys, and thanks to everyone who played. We had around 1,300 or more people play. We've already got questions um, if we're going to open it up to everyone again next year. The answer is yes, and it was open to everyone this year. Uh, we will post the code not only um, in one of our Instagram posts as we get closer and are able to finally uh, get a league going, But also, we will post the code, just like we did this year, um, in our bio. Yep. So that you have it there. Let's talk about the dream team. The FPL dream team
0: for this season. All right. Why don't you take the honors here? All right. So, uh, the total amount of points from this team is 2,203 points. And the top player, as we said, is Salah, with 303 points. Yes, which is a record in... Fantasy points. Yep. Okay, so, in goal, David De Gea with 172 points. Not too big of a surprise. No. All right, the three in the back are Aspilacueta with 175 points, Alonso with 165 points. So, obviously, there's going to be a few Chelsea defenders in there because they're all very attacking. So
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that that's the way they're getting those points uh, because Chelsea have not performed yeah. as well as people might have thought.
0: Uh, And Otamendi with 156 points Uh, Into midfield, Salah, as we said Sterling with 229 points Great season for him Yes, it was Uh, He could have had a lot more if he actually would have finished uh, more consistently I can see another four goals coming out just from the Manchester derby Oh yeah, at least De Bruyne with 209 points Erickson with 199 points. And then Maras with 195 points. A bit of surprise there. Yes,
1: it is. Not He uh, kind of snuck in there.
0: Yeah. Okay. And the two strikers are Harry Kane with 270 points, obviously. 217, sorry. Right? 217 points yes. by that. Um, and then Jamie Vardy with 183 points. Had a good last um, match of the season. I, I could see uh, Aguero making it in if he played.
1: Yeah, it would have been interesting Non-matches. if Aguero would have played the entire season, it would have been interesting to see where he would have fallen um, in the golden boot race, too, because yeah. he finished in third place, and he missed a lot of matches, not only due to injury, <clears throat> but also uh,
0: you know time spent being rotated out so that Jesus could yeah. play. He's one of the biggest players in the league, and considering that he— Sometimes it's sort of a toss-up if he's going to start or not. Yeah. Kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it really is, especially because uh, he can score. He can still play. Um, So, uh, you know, next year hopefully he stays healthy and we'll we'll see where he lands with all that. So speaking of dream teams, we put together our own. So this is not based off of FPL points. This is not based off of stats, but these are just players that – we have recognized as if we were putting together our own team, if we were a manager um, and sort of shared res- decision-making responsibilities for personnel, this is who we uh, would put on our team. So first, let's do our starting 11, Josh.
0: Okay. So, in goal, David De Gea. No big surprise there. Yep. Best keeper in the world. Okay. And then the back four, we have Kyle Walker right back. Mm-hmm. Very consistent. Um, just an all round great player. Yep. And then we have Otamendi and Vertonghen As our central defenders. Yep. And then at left back, we have Marcus Alonso. More of the facts that he's good going forward. Yep. Plus the fact that he can defend.
1: Yeah, so if we have Walker and Alonso on the outside, that makes for a nice little added
0: uh, attack at times. Yep. All right. The four in midfield. We're playing a 4-4-2. Yep. The four midfield. At right midfielder, we have Sala. Uh-huh. Uh, at center midfielder, we have KDB. And David Silva and left mid we have Sonny. And then the two so th-
1: a lot of attacking midfielders there, not
0: uh, <clears throat> not any defensive midfielders or yeah. holding. And then the two strikers are Aguero and Harry Kane. And I'm pretty sure Aguero in only twenty five matches had twenty one goals. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much just played like half the season and yeah was finished third in the goal of the yeah. race. So not too bad. Pretty impressive. Then on the bench, we have Firmino, Erickson, Sterling, Ederson, and Conte. Yep. So there's our uh, defensive midfielder there you go. on the bench. <laughs> and Ederson came very close to a sort of equaling De Gea in mm-hmm. the yep. Golden Glove award. Sterling, as we said, good season. Same with Erickson. And then Firmino, who's also been pretty consistent.
1: Yeah, Firmino, uh, you know Salah is of course a story, but Firmino is another big reason why um, why Liverpool finished uh, with a top four finish and is going to play Champions League football next season,
0: um, and why they're in the the Champions League final this year. Yeah, and then obviously the manager is uh, Pep Guardiola. Very nice. And if you're talking just last few months, yeah, uh, Darren Moore. Just an honorable yes, mention from yes, West Brom. Absolutely. Even though they're going to the championship, yeah. they can leave with their heads held mm-hmm. high because they played well.
1: That's true. So we listed our dream team, and a lot of, those are a lot of big-name players. But we also have a list of underrated players. Players we also recognize that maybe um, didn't get as much of the attention. Maybe they were on smaller teams, uh, smaller clubs, um, or maybe they were just outshined by some of these these big stories and these big names like a, like a Mo Salah. Um, in terms of goalkeepers, we have uh, Nick Pope. Uh, came in for an injured Tom Heaton and had a hell of a season for them. Yep. Uh, and then Matty Ryan, a nice story there for Brighton. <clears throat> defenders, uh, we've got uh, there with Pope a couple of Burnley defenders, Tarkowski and me. Uh, Nacho Monreal had a good season uh, for Arsenal. Phil Jones did well. For Manu, Higazi did quite well uh, as he did last season for West Brom, and then Harry Maguire there for Leicester City in the midfield. Um, son, he just goes about his business, but he can score goals and assist, and he is a catalyst there uh, for Spurs on their attack. uh was a nice little story on a you know uh, coming up through the Crystal Palace system there and making a name for himself. Uh, Matic Mm -hmm. did quite well. Arnautovic, uh, you know, he's a well-known name, um, but probably doesn't get quite the attention that he deserves. And then Fernandinho, uh, on a team of
0: superstars for Manchester City, he's come up big for them. Yeah, it's kind of sort of goes without saying that a defensive midfielder will be outshined by so many goal scorers, especially on such a Such an amazing season. Yeah. It was sort of like Conte last season where he was sort of the heart of the team. And he didn't score all the goals and get all the assists, but he sort of made everything happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, In the forward spot, Marcus Rashford. We're Mm -hmm. both big fans of him. Uh, Martial, not necessarily a huge fan, but he did quite well. Um, And probably both of them probably could have been used better. Yeah. uh, By Mourinho. And then Glenn Murray. For Brighton, uh, he had moments of brilliance throughout the season. <clears throat> we also did a little compilation of our best and worst um, and and some things that uh, that sort of fall under there. So transfers is a topic. Our best transfer of the season, of course, is Mo Salah.
0: Yeah, there's you didn't have to talk about it.
1: Chelsea gave him up a while ago. And then, um, and then Liverpool took him from Roma this year, and of course, uh, paid off amazingly well yep. on that decision. Klopp looks like a genius. Some couple of the worst transfers: Davy Klaassen <laughs>
0: coming over. Um, it's less of the fact that he's been performing poorly. It's just has he been performing? All. He's has he even been has rarely rarely, um, and then Maratta. and he's just been playing bad this entire season. Yep, he had a good start to the season first four or five matches. Yeah, and then after that he got cold. Yeah.
1: All right, manager performances best. You mentioned them earlier, Darren Moore taking over for Alan Pardew, and the last what eight or so yeah. uh, matches for them, the team just responded well. Too bad. He didn't come in uh, maybe in January. They might have avoided relegation there. Worst, Frank DeBurr from Crystal Palace. He went the first seven matches of the season without his team scoring one goal. And, of course, they lost each of those seven games. We've got some big disappointments. Antonio Conte, he completely lost his team in the dressing room. I don't feel like his team goes out... Um, and feels inspired to play for their manager whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't... uh, I would expect him to uh, leave over the summer or just get sacked.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm I'm sure he sees the writing on the wall with that. Um, Arsenal, disappointment. Uh, Once again, they just can't compete for a title. They've got... You know, they went out and spent more money than they probably ever have. They have some amazing players on that team but um they just can't get it together they they choke in in important matches and just can't hold on so once again um nowhere to be found in the race uh for the Premier league title spurs also not quite as bad as arsenal but um they just can't get over that hump yeah you know um they i guess pochettino came out and um is screaming for uh the owner of the team, to really go strong this summer and put together a team that can compete. So we'll see what happens there. I uh, mentioned him earlier, Maratta, only 11 goals yeah. the entire season. Um, Hazard, Maratta's teammate, where did he go? Um, didn't hear a whole lot about him all season, really. He should be one of the top three players, um, at least in the league, if not in the world. He has that ability, or at least maybe top five in the world. He has that ability, but rarely anymore do we ever see that. Some of the most impressive storylines for the season. Mo Salah, obviously. Yeah. Don't need to say much about that. Man City, also obviously. Um, De Gea, Dave Saves. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. You know, first time he's won the Golden Glove Award uh, in the Premier League, and a lot of people – a lot more people are saying that he's the best goalkeeper in the world. it would be interesting to see
0: if he stays or if he goes to Real Madrid. I have to see him leaving at some point. Yeah. Um, it might not be the summer, but definitely sometime in his career. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, Sergio Aguero, like we said, if he had played every game, how many goals would he have? We will not know. Never know. Uh, the newly promoted teams all stayed promoted. Yep, uh, it's the first time in history that's ever happened. Yep, Brighton, Newcastle, and Huddersfield, congratulations to those clubs. Um, and then at least for the first half of the season, maybe a bit longer, it was it was uh, a season of the little-known midfielders making names for themselves. So Pesco Gross, Milivojevic, Arnautovic, fairly known, and Zaha. Players really stepping up and becoming uh, crucial players for their teams. So that's it. In terms of um, sort of our awards and our recognitions, Uh, it's unfortunate to see the fantasy stuff go, uh, at least for the next three months or so, Um, but we're going to continue posting lots of good content on our Instagram account and talking about great things here on our podcast. Of course, World Cup is coming up, um, so we'll have that to talk about, the summer transfer window, there should be a lot of great activity <clears throat> going on there and uh and there'll be lots more yeah uh to talk about throughout the year so we'll do that we're gonna also uh post and ask you guys what you want us to cover throughout the summer uh, because you're the reason we do all this so we'll make sure uh we get your input as well
0: who knows maybe there'll be um, a world cup uh fantasy
1: Ooh, that would be nice. There's, there
0: was a Euro one in 2016. Yep. I can see one happening this year.
1: That would be cool. Uh, we know that there's going to be World Cup in um, FIFA.
0: Yep. It'll so be that'll 29. be nice.
1: Yep, that'll be neat. So we'll we'll definitely post some FIFA related things as well. Yep. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this time. So until next time, we say peace,
0: peace goodbye.